welcome back to another episode of the Sports Forum, the latest podcast bringing you all the news, headlines, and analysis from around the world of sports. Today is May 26, 2020. It is late in the evening. It is about 9.33. And we are finally back. Um, I am joined, as always, by my good friend and co-host, Ethan Looper. Um, yeah, it, Ethan, it, it has been a while since we have recorded, um, but that is not for a bad reason. That is not because of laziness. Um, we are in the mists, mist, whatever, how, however you say that word, um, of of a project of sorts. Uh, and we're going to save a little time at the end to kind of go into that a little bit more. But yes, we haven't recorded in a while. We are working on a, on a, a little project that will make more sense later, but that's all I'm going to say now, and we'll get to that at the end. But for now... We are here to discuss The Last Dance. Um, if anybody's listening and didn't see The Last Dance, I don't know what you were doing uh, the last four four or five Sundays of your life. Um, but for the, a two-second recap, it's about Jordan and the Bulls. Um, it was a 10-part doc, and... You know, I, I think the first thing I'll say about it is, you know, if I was, if I was the director, I think his name was Jason... H- Heher, Heher, or something like that. Uh, the coronavirus was actually like the best thing to happen to the Last Dance because, you know, as excited as people were f- for it, you know, before you know every sport got canceled, the anticipation for every Sunday at eight o'clock grew immensely because of it. So let's just get right into it. Uh, I don't know how we want to do this, how we want to break it up, whatever. But let let, let I'll just turn it over to you now, Ethan. Uh, just some j- just some thoughts. I mean, for sure, you kind of nailed it on the head. Um, they just got lucky, and because of the timing, and I believe I think they pushed it up actually once all the sports got canceled and stuff, mm-hmm. uh, and released it a little earlier than they were planning, but. I mean, they got the entire spotlight of the sports world, really. There was nothing else going on. And they started, there was the, the NFL draft. Mm-hmm. And, you know, everyone was talking about that. And that was a huge deal. And, you know, we did several podcasts on that. And then there was nothing. And The Last Dance kind of filled that void. And they were releasing two episodes, obviously, every Sunday. And for that whole week, that's all anyone was talking about on Twitter. If you were discussing any sort of sports, it was just the last dance. And, you know, we we talked about this a few weeks ago. It was a little bit toxic in terms of the kind of stoking of the the fire with the narratives, with LeBron versus Jordan. And, you know, I feel like that's all I heard about for like five weeks. But for them, for the people that produced that series, that was just the best turn of events they possibly could have had. And, you know, kudos, you know, kudos for them. I'm sure they made a mint on that. Yeah, uh, totally agree. Uh, they they kind of hit or uh, kind of unexpectedly hit hit the jackpot sort of, you know, with, with this whole COVID outbreak. But anyway... So I guess actually a, a question that popped into my head as you were talking there was that I saw some people you know on Twitter talking about this after the whole thing was over. So 
the way the the way it was anchored was it was anchored around the 1998 season, which was the last dance because you know it was Phil Jackson's last year, and you know it was probably it was you know Scottie Pippen had made it clear that it was probably going to be his last year as well. So it was all anchored around that season, and then in each episode they you know in episode one they would go back to they went back to eighty four eighty five. And then just kept, you know, they told the entire story, but kept anchoring it around the 98 season. Some people didn't like that because if you're not a diehard sports fan, it might be a little confusing to watch. I mean, for guys like us, you know, we know that stuff like the back of our hands anyway. So, you know, for me, it it was very easy to follow. I liked the way they did it. But I'll ask Yui, did you like the way they did it? How they kind of, you know, they anchored it around the 98 season but then just kind of kept having flashbacks to, you know, 84 through 97. Um, I have mixed feelings about it for sure. Okay. See, I think because you know, I, we weren't alive during that time. And I, I often kind of feel like my knowledge of like Michael Jordan, his career and like, you know, things that were going on at the time. Is, is a little bit lacking just because, like, I didn't see it happen. Like, I can tell you pretty much everything that's happened in, you know, LeBron's career because mm-hmm. I remember it. I vividly remember these things happening. But with with Jordan, it's someone always tells me or I find out something, you know, little tidbits on Twitter or, mm-hmm. or anywhere else. And it was nice to have it all in one place. Um, I do think it might have been easier to follow if it was straight up chronologically, mm-hmm. but it was also not really possible for them to do it that way, I think, because they allowed Michael Jordan and the Bulls allowed the camera crews in like during just during the right. 98 season. Yeah, they didn't have they wouldn't have had enough footage to to support an entire episode that's only talking about, you know, 1984 to 85 Mm -hmm. because they wouldn't have been able to, you know, they didn't have the footage. They weren't in the locker room and they weren't, you know, everything wasn't filmed like it was in 98. So they had to anchor it with the, you know, hundreds of hours they had. Right. From just, from mm-hmm. that season. Yeah, so exactly. I understand why they did it. I don't think there was really another way they could have done it, but for being kind of pigeonholed like that into that format, I think they made it as easy to follow mm-hmm. as they possibly could have. Yeah, I, 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 de- I definitely agree with that. Um, the, thing, the thing I think they didn't handle well is... When they talked about Dennis Rodman, it was oh they were jumping around with Rodman. I feel like because they would in that one episode when it, I think it was episode three maybe. Right, that the was one episode yeah. They solely talked. They, they talked a lot about Dennis Rodman, mm-hmm. but where they were going chronologically, he hadn't actually joined the Bulls yet. So he kind of so they had a big episode about Rodman, and then he kind of fell out of relevance just a little bit while they were going back to like to seasons where Rodden wasn't on the team yet. And then he comes in later and I was, I, that was confusing a little bit. Yeah, 
that's a good point. You know, that that was it, that yeah, that was probably the only part where they kind of bounced bounced around a little too much, but you know, I can see how, you know, like I said, if you're not like a big, you know, big big sports fan or a big big basketball fan, that could be kind of tough to follow cuz you know, you keep bouncing back and forth and you're like, "Okay, what year am I in now?" But like you said, I think that was pretty, like, you know, because they had all the footage from 98, there was really no other way, you know, that that there was really no other way that they could have made that documentary work, you know, with with, with the 10 parts and everything. So you bring up Dennis Rodman, that actually brings me to my next uh you know, topic because I mean, eventually this is going to turn into a Jordan versus LeBron argument, um, and that's just inevitable because that's kind of a kind of like an underlying reason to why this documentary was made in the first place. I think, but we'll get to that later. But you brought up Dennis Rodman, and that was one of the things that really that was really interesting to me. That like stuff I didn't know that I learned about or learned kind of broad term, but you know, learned about while watching. Um, you know, I mean, because obviously, if you've seen the Bad Boy Pistons thirty for thirty, which is a great thirty for thirty, and I'd recommend it if you haven't seen it. Um, but you know, so it, so if you've seen that one, you know his story about he was about how he was, you know, just you know, a, 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 a an inner city kid. He was dirt poor. I think he was a janitor in an airport or something, and. Yeah, and then and th- and then he ended up at some you know low level school, and he just you know took over basketball wise and then he made it with the Pistons obviously the Bulls but some of those other stories man were shocking and 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 the first one that that came to light was the one in I forget what year it was but when when he went to Phil Jackson and said hey I need to take 48 hours and and just take a break in the middle of the season and then he, he and then and Phil Jackson somehow said yes despite Michael Jordan's you know saying you shouldn't let him do this and you know he goes to Vegas and he's partying and and he shows up like four days later, and then goes out and has like a twenty rebound night the next night. I mean that you know that was incredible, and just really interesting. And then the other one was in the middle of the ninety seven or ninety eight playoffs. He goes to WrestleMania. Yeah. In after after a loss, right? Right. Yeah. He goes to WrestleMania after losing game two of a series and comes back for game three. I just, you know, when, you know, if you think about that in terms of like today's NBA, if a player went to a coach and said, hey, I need to take 48 hours to go to Vegas in the middle of the season, not only would they not be allowed to go, but that would be like front page news for months on end. And with Rodman, it was like, okay, whatever. And he was back late, but, you know, still went out and had 20. So that was one of the things that really was interesting and pretty and pretty hysterical to me. So I'll ask you, E, what were some of the things, you know, besides that, um, that were kind of, you know, interesting or, or, or things that you didn't really know about too much that you kind of came to light while watching? It was kind of surprising to me that they... It was interesting how far kind of down the totem pole Nike was in the 90s. Yeah, that's a good point. And I didn't realize how small of a company they were at the time Mm -hmm. and how single-handedly, basically, Michael Jordan just launched Nike. Yeah. And I I didn't realize that 
Um, you know, I knew, I knew obviously he signed with Nike and that was like a big deal. And I mean, obviously, you know, Jordan is now like one of the bigger shoe companies on its own. Oh yeah. Um, but I didn't realize the extent at which Jordan brought Nike kind of up to being, you know, one of the most popular shoes now. Yeah. I mean, because back in that day, it was... I think Reebok was like the big Converse. Yeah, Converse. Reebok was big too, and it's it's crazy. It's an entirely different landscape. Right? Because yeah, and I think if I remember correctly, Jordan was dead. He was heart. His heart was set on Adidas, right? Wanted to be yeah. Adidas, and Adidas didn't want him. Right, and then Nike came with his contract, and and his I think his parents were like. Your parents forced him to go to yeah. the meeting. Right, his parents were like once they got the deal. I think his dad was like, "You'd be an idiot to not." you know, to not accept this. And yeah, it's funny because, you know, if you think about it in today, in today's landscape, you know, Reebok and, and, uh, and Converse or Converse isn't even like, right. Yeah. They don't even really. Yeah. I I mean, especially athletic wise, like no one wears like, yeah. yeah, Athletic wise. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, people wear them for fashion, but no one wears Converse on, on the basketball court anymore. And Reebok, the same thing, really. So, so that was interesting. The other thing that was very interesting to me was just the pure hatred of Isaiah Thomas. Um, yeah. Did they feel that way about Joe Dumars too? I, didn't I don't know. I mean, really I mean, look, I, I am as, as, as you've know, as, as, excuse me, as everyone listening knows, I am a diehard Celtics fan. So, I mean, I wasn't alive for the Bad Boy Pistons, but I've seen enough footage of them to not like them very much either. Um, but I did not realize that it was that bad. And I mean, I, I get it. I mean, what you know, what they did, you know, walking off the court. I, you know, I can totally, you know, I totally see where where Jordan's coming from. You know, I would not. I mean, a, you know, I, I mean, obviously there there was that, you know, walking off the court before the game and did not shaking hands. That's one in and of itself. And then, you know, obviously the fact that they would just beat the ever-loving shit out of Michael Jordan, cheap shots, the whole nine yards. But I did not realize it was that bad. And, and even today, I, I don't know if you saw it, but there's a, there was like an unreleased interview clip of Jordan talking to the guy for the Dream Team. And I, he says like verbatim, like, I, he's like, I will not play with Isaiah. And, yeah, and that's another thing. He, I was thinking about that before we were recording today. He lied. Yes, yeah, I'm that's true. A couple times in the documentary. Yep. And he was so steadfast in the documentary that he had nothing to do with not wanting to play with Isaiah Thomas. With he had nothing to do. He had. He said nothing about Isaiah right. Thomas in the process of recruitment, and he was so steadfast yeah. about it. And now there he is literally saying that he didn't want to. Yeah, but I mean, you know, for me at least, watching him say that, you know, in the back of my head, I'm going, that is complete bullshit. Yeah, that, I was, I, I said that. Like I was watching it with my dad. I was like, that's, that's. There's yeah, no way. Because, no I mean, way. I mean, that's yeah. like, yeah, I mean, that's like LeBron saying he has, he like, that, I mean, that's like LeBron saying he had no say in how the Cavs roster was, was, what was assembled. I mean, I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he, like he definitely said something, and, and and now we know. I mean, he said, verbally, I do not want to play with Isaiah Thomas. Now that brings up an interesting question. You know, obviously there was that aspect of it, and that obviously played a role in Isaiah not being on the dream team. But 
would I've heard he? Magic Johnson also really has some issues with Isaiah yeah. Thomas. Yeah, I mean, you know, most I of them did. Hundred percent. Yeah, I don't think it's a hundred percent. You know, Michael Jordan. I mean, obviously. yeah, because you know, Jordan, Magic, and the Lakers, Larry Bird, and the, you know, the Celtics didn't like him. They I mean, were all bitter rivals, right? With, exactly. You know, so, Pistons. but it's it's strange to me because I feel like as hard as Isaiah Thomas played, and he he was a great basketball. Yeah, player. no, he they're I great mean, talent. As hard as he played, it's. He seems one of those guys that I would hate to play against, but like if you're on his team, oh. he would seem like a you know I would ride or die for that guy. Exactly. I mean that is yeah that that what you just said is the mo of of the whole bad boy Pistons. Like right. like like if you're playing against Bill Lambeer, you literally you know you hate his guts, but if you're on but if you know but if you're playing with him, you love him to death. I mean, that, that was the Pistons to a T. I mean, everybody loved them, or everybody hated them except themselves. Yeah, so, and it, it's, it's strange to me that, they, that the players didn't even want to, like, you know, have the other perspective of playing with the guy to, to see, you know, to play on the guy's team. And, you know, I right. would have, you know, loved to see, you know, well, I wouldn't have seen it at the time, but... <laughs> I would have liked to see Michael Jordan try and play with Isaiah. I would have right. been interested to see because you know you're not hard fouling, you know, and, and taking cheap shots at, at dream team practice. Um, you know, I know it got pretty intense, but it wasn't this. You know, practice is never going to be the, exactly the same as an NBA game, right? Right, and and, uh, and and speaking of dream team and practice and hard hits. If there's anybody out there that has the full video of that practice where MJ and Magic Johnson are, are talking shit, please release it to the public because that is like the coolest thing you could ever see. Or the pickup games on the Space Jams. So right. It, yes, to that too. Good point. Yep. It, yeah. If anybody has complete footage of those, please release them because like, like- – the, they I will get millions of views. Like, like right. They would, they, yeah, right. Like. Yeah, I mean, I would watch that any day of the week. That is, I mean, watch, like just watching those two second clips. I was like, this is cool as shit. So that, that right. I, I completely forgot about the Space Jam ones. That was really cool to see as well. Um, what was the other? Oh wait, actually, before I go, move on. The question I was going to ask was, you know, s- just say for example, you know. Every you know, just say for example, you had your pick of the litter for the dream team. Would Isaiah have been on it? According to Isaiah Thomas, yeah. Well, yes. of course. I, you know, he had the criteria to be selected. Like, <laughs> because um, I mean, you know, I mean, it's it, it's funny to think that you know Isaiah Thomas wasn't on the team, but Christian Leitner was. Yeah, I I mean, there's a spot for Isaiah on yeah. the team. Um, so I, I would have to agree as well. You have to say. Yep. Um, so let's see. What? what actually, I'll, I'll turn. What? What? Uh, I mean, I guess pretty much just kind of just bantering here. But like, you know, what? What else stuck stuck out to you, or or, or was interesting, or 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 blah, or made you ask questions? What? Whatever. Just it. I would say it. Um, it was interesting how that um the documentary being so pinned on Michael Jordan's point of view handled Scottie Pippen. I thought that was interesting because 
they did i mean the second i think it was like the second episode they talked a lot about scotty pippen and how great he was and like how jerry Krause screwed him over yeah that was and but then the rest of this documentary it was kind of everything turned into scotty pippen's fault i feel i felt like you know, yeah. every, every shortcoming, they blamed a lot on Scottie Pippen. And, um, you know, I, I felt like it, it wasn't, it kind of wasn't fair to Scottie Pippen. And I think he came out and said he didn't like. The yes, he, yes, he did. He, he did not like the way he was written. And for that matter, neither did Horace Grant. Because MJ... Grant wasn't as good, so we don't care about. Right, him. true, but I mean, <laughs> but I mean, MJ said like pretty, pretty much flat out said like you know I didn't like him, and and you know he was the reason why the that book, the Jordan Rules, got published and everything. Uh, so yeah, Horace Grant, and Scottie Pippen were not necessarily thrilled with the way they were portrayed in the doc. Um, I, I gotta add, like, if you're Scottie Pippen's agent, like, how do you let that happen? Well, his agent actually advised him, and so did the the Bulls. Honestly, everyone was like, "Like this probably isn't the smartest move for you." But Scottie Pippen had a large family, um, and like yep. two, two of his family members were disabled, and that's mm-hmm. expensive. And he was more in it. Um, he was looking for long term security, right? So he, yeah. So that yeah. was what happened there. Um, and a lot of people did tell him at the time not to make the deal. Um, and it just, it just, he had to do it for, um, long-term security. And you even still see that sometimes like, um, like Ozzy Albiez with the, yeah, that's a good point. And Acuna for that matter. What? And, and and going along with Albies, both Ozzy Albies and Ronald Acuna for the Braves, they both signed very team friendly contracts. Right, to, for a long time, right? But you're, you know, it's, it's more secure, right? It's it's just you know it's just mind boggling to think you know you think about I mean if you know you think about the contract James Harden has, mm-hmm. I mean that guy's making over forty million dollars in a year, and Scottie Pippen signed a seven year eighteen million dollar deal like that. A player of his caliber will never make that little money ever again. Ever. No, and I mean, I mean, most most guys taken in like the middle of the first round these days are making. It, yeah, money. exactly. I mean, that like seven years, eighteen million, like a decent role player could get that. Could, like or, that that's, that's you're you're at the bottom of the bench, right? Uh, Literally, these days, that's like Exa- it's a little yeah. over like two it's two and a half million a year, right? Not- exactly. I mean, that it, it's just absolutely mind boggling, just to think that that you know that he was there, and but I mean, you know. As much as the, as much as it, as much as that, the, uh, excuse me, as much as the documentary, you know, appeared to place blame on Scottie Pippen, um, you know, he did have some bad looks too. I mean, you know, in '94, you know, the first year Jordan w- was retired to go play baseball, uh, you know, the the whole thing in the playoff series when 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 he wouldn't go in at the end because Phil Jackson designed the play for Tony Kukoc instead of him. You know, that was not a good look for him. And, you know, I mean, the whole thing with um, you know, with 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 sitting out. I mean, not that we don't see that now in in sports, but you know, 
just that whole thing. You know, he he did have some some looks that weren't good for his character uh, per se. But um, yeah, I definitely think that 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 well, I definitely did think that the documentary, you know, kind of put Jordan up here and just kind of put everyone else down here. And honestly, what else did you expect? Yeah, at the end of the day, you got to come in taking everything, you know, with the not with the, maybe not with a grain of salt, but with. Knowing that it's from the lens of Michael Jordan. Right. So, you know, the, the bad games are going to get skipped over. Of course. You know, the good games are going to get glorified to all hell. And, you know, everything that went wrong is everyone else's fault. And Michael Jordan gets all the credit for, you know, everything that went right. Um, and, you know, if you just kind of take everything and reduce the you know magnitude of some of the claims that are made it, it was a good it was a good picture of you know how the career of michael jordan went mm-hmm. so you know it was it was great tv it was it was great entertainment uh for we got some new uh yeah. we got some new jordan memes out of it yep, which were great memes, uh, um the, and and the isaiah thomas meme that i've Oh my god! Yeah, priceless. Um, yeah, I mean, honestly, one of the, some of the best parts of those episodes were the moments when Jordan would watch clips on the iPad of of other people. Uh, you know, yeah, of 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 him. you know of 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 Isaiah talking, and then later on of like guys like um, uh, Gary Payton. I think. You know, yeah. I mean that. Be, uh, yeah, that, that that was good. Um, actually, I don't know if you saw this either, but, um, who was it? Carl Malone and Brian Russell, uh, the guy that Jordan hit the shot over in, in 98, they actually declined to be in the documentary. Um, that makes sense. I mean, cause, yeah, Jordan, Jordan robbed, yeah, you know, all those, all the jazz players, I mean, of, of like, probably of a ring. I mean, oh yeah, no. John Stockton and Carl Malone are like two of the all-time yeah. greats. Carl, Carl Malone was so good. I know it, he's. It's sad that both of them are so. They're not highly regarded enough. No, because they don't have a ring. Right, they, because they don't have a ring, and they played for a team like Utah. Yeah, not in a big market. Right. I mean, it's 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 tough. It. it I mean, for. All you have to do to see how underrated these guys are is ask anyone, you know, who are your top, you know, three point guards, top five point guards are of all time. A lot of people won't even mention John Stockton. Right. And that's sad because, you know, because when you think about the term point guard, like John Stockton was a point guard by, you know, by the definition of what a point guard should be like John Stockton was a point guard. I mean, he's he's the blueprint of right your traditional right traditional you know, which pass first, play good defense exactly, which we don't have anymore. The offense exactly. And, I mean, the all time leader in assists, all time leader, and I believe steals too. E- I can't actually hang on. I can ver- I, let me see. Uh, NBA. Yep. 
All-time in steals as well, 3,265. I mean, for having, I mean, the, the, the most prevalent, you know, in theory, offensive and defensive stat for a point guard, yeah, being the all-time leader in both of those stats, mm-hmm. and you know when people ask about the best point guards ever, just like him not even coming to mind. That's mind-boggling. Yeah, um, yeah, I totally agree. He definitely that 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 Jazz team. Not only were they robbed of a ring, but they have some of the sweetest throwback uniforms in the history of the NBA. The Jazz, I would say, my top three throwback uniforms would have to be the jazz okay the raptors ah, okay totally and the, Grizz- the grizzlies the vancouver grizzlies vancouver grizzlies yes one. And, I, it, and it's with the heavy heart that i leave off the the hawks and the rockets okay okay both have some sweet My, throwbacks yeah i i totally agree with your top three my honorable mention would be the old denver nuggets with okay, the, those are good ones too. Yep. With the nineties, just had style. Yeah, the, I yeah. don't know. Nineties NBA was just really fun. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it was. It was really cool. And then, um, so all right, let's get into it. I mean, obviously, I I think Ethan, if because we, we haven't discussed Jordan and LeBron on this podcast yet, um, I think. Correct me if I'm wrong. You're a LeBron guy, right? I. Like, gun to your I, head, like, have to make to a decision. Head, I would say LeBron. Okay. But I would not diminish from Michael Jordan. Okay. I mean, because. Would, it's like, it's like, I would, like, I would say tied if, if I wasn't forced <laughs> to pick, like. Right. Okay. Like, because, just, yeah, yeah. Because I, like, I've always been a Jordan guy. So, for me, this, if anything, kind of really solidified my opinion, you know, that Jordan is the goal. But my thing is this, you know, people always you know, ask me, you know, who's Jordan or LeBron? And I'll be like, Jordan. And they'll be like, oh, you're an idiot. But my thing is this, I don't feel comfortable calling someone the greatest of all time while they're still active. I can, I can get on board with that. My, like, like, it is, it yeah. is tough. Like, because what I will tell people is this, when LeBron retires, and finally calls it a career, I believe he will be the greatest player of all time. I say the same thing about Mike Trout in baseball. I think when Mike Trout finally you know, hangs up his cleats years down the road, I think he will be the best baseball player to ever live. I'd have to say the same with Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes. Right, exa- yeah, exactly. But I can't say that now. Like People will be on Twitter, oh, you know, Mike Trout's the go. Oh, Mahomes is the go. I can't say that yet. So that's what also about, about a reason... Brady? You know, that is also the a big reason why I say Jordan, because I know Jordan's not coming back, not currently playing. I have the whole body of work in front of me, because we don't know. If the NBA ever comes back, LeBron could tear his ACL and MCL, knock on wood, and never play again, and suddenly that affects the conversation. We don't know that. So I can't make a claim like he's the greatest of all time. I guess the one exception could be like Tom Brady. I was just going to ask Montana or Brady. Yeah, I, I I guess that would be the only exception to that argument is Brady because I will because for me at least I like I, I would say Brady there, but then again I mean Tom Brady's been on the fringe of retirement for the last like three seasons so, it's it's kind of a slippery slope. But anyway, 
So for me, this this whole thing really solidified for me, you know, the fact that Jordan is the greatest of all time. It kind of kind of led me down the path of okay, even when LeBron does retire, I'm still gonna say Jordan. Um, so I guess he. I actually, I, I actually, I've been talking. I've been talking enough. Turn it back over to you. Just you in 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 terms of the Jordan versus LeBron debate. Where did you see? Actually, yeah. In terms of that debate, you know, where did you see this documentary? And then, you know, what did it? How did it? What did it do in, for you in terms of that that debate that issue? It. It, it illustrated to me how very, very different they are. Um, you know, Jordan has a very different way of, say, treating his teammates. Uh, very much you know, so. You, you would never, you would never see, you know, headline like LeBron punches <laughs> Alex Caruso in the face in practice. <laughs> it wouldn't, it wouldn't happen. You know, we there isn't that. T- he doesn't, you know, and he he isn't going to say something to. I think uh, you know. I think I saw something that one of one of his teammates um, was crying after they had won one of their championships, and the guy had you know put up like two points a game or something. You know, he was a bench player, mm-hmm. um, and Jordan had said to him like, "Why are you crying? You didn't do anything." You know, <laughs> and I, I, I and I don't know. I don't know if that was a joke. You know, it's easy to take a quote out of context. Of course. But it's just like, you know, it's it's just so different. Like, LeBron just wouldn't say that. Right. You know, and, and if and if he did, you know, the media would eat him alive. Of course. It's and so it's it's different. How It's, it's crazy how different the standards are uh, for for both for 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 LeBron compared to Michael Jordan. And that's partly because of, you know, the era. But it's also that Jordan changed the game so much and was such a like a global sensation to a level not even LeBron is. Um, that people are, you know, people get defensive about, about Michael Jordan. Mm-hmm. You know, especially people who are older and saw Jordan play first. Right. Um you know they're they're just going to have that type of nostalgia and so you know it's going to be tough it's tough to argue either way and especially when you have jordan with a perfect finals record yep that's you have i mean jordan jordan has the accolades and <clears throat> if you're complaining if you're excuse me comparing just the numbers and the accolades of lebron to michael jordan it's, you know, it's a tough argument not to say Jordan. Right. But, and and the fact that Jordan was more influential on the game of basketball than maybe anyone in history. Mm-hmm. But for me, I watch both of them play, and I'm like, you know, it's 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 different with in terms of the speed of the game, you know, how fast and how strong the players are now compared to back then and that's partially you know it's because of different training methods they have now you know they know more about you know diet and nutrition you know uh they, we have better medical technology so players will bounce back from injuries mm-hmm. better um 
you know, just all these, you know, so much, you know, now we have analytics in the game, computers, right. mm-hmm. you know, crunch numbers and, and create better rosters. Um, you know, we've, we've figured out the true value of the three point shot and they're just shot more in volume now. And it, it's, it's such a different game these, these days that it's hard to compare, but just when I watch both of these people play basketball in their primes, I just say to myself, like, LeBron just looks like a better basketball player in a vacuum. Okay. Gordon played, you know, they couldn't, they couldn't throw zone defenses at him. Um, I mean, I know there were physical fouls and stuff, but that doesn't necessarily mean the defense was better. There were a ton of times in in the last dance I was like, you know, how did they leave him so open for that three? Or he's just holding the ball in kind of a triple threat position just right behind the arc. Why is no one pressing him? Like, it was just a different game. And, um, you know, they hadn't maybe really figured out how to maximize, you know, the game of basketball yet, Mm because they didn't have a lot of the knowledge we do now. Um, But that's, that's another argument that you could spin towards Michael Jordan, that Jordan is the cause for a lot of the things we know now about the game that kind of weren't as prevalent back then. So it's, it's such a, kind of it's tough back and forth type thing yeah it's tough and i mean you know i think honestly the people you know the people that say you know okay jordan is the goat of the 90s and then kobe is the goat of the 2000s and then lebron is the goat of this past decade like i think honestly that's the best way to sum it up because we're never you know there's never going to be a definitive answer you know jordan or lebron magic johnson maybe for the 80s right you know johnson yeah exactly so you know, I think that's the best way to, to, to actually put an end to this conversation. But, like, a few of the things for me that kind of stuck out, you know, Twitter was very quick to, you know, whenever there was, like, a little two-second clip of Jordan being guarded by a white guy, LeBron Twitter was very quick to take a picture and post it and say, LeBron played against blah, 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 or, or, or I'm sorry, and, and say, you know, Jordan played against this guy. Look, that argument is not true. I mean, Jordan played against Magic Johnson. He played against Larry Bird. He played against the Bad Boy Pistons. He played against Sean Kemp, Gary Payton, Carl Malone, John Stockton. The list goes on and on and on and on. Right, and then, and then one of those pictures was, like, Danny Ainge, who I think was picked to, like, multiple all defense yeah. teams and you know you know and just because he's white they just exactly it, 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 yeah like, oh, so my scrubs you know you know so, so so that was one thing that you know i mean and i and and that, i mean that was one thing that i totally expected to see because you know the you know lebron twitter is quick to to do that when when regardless of the circumstances but one of the things that stuck out to me that kind of made me lean more in the jordan direction was there was a couple examples, and one that I can remember is I can't remember the year, but they were playing. It it was it was the year they played Phoenix in the finals when they played Charles Barkley in uh, Phoenix. That was. Is that? I think that was the first three P, wasn't it? Right. That was ninety. It was either ninety two or ninety three. Yeah. 
end the end of one of the games. I think it actually might have been the last game of the 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 the, the, the clinching game when uh it was I think they were down or it was tied and 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 they were in the huddle and and Phil Jackson was like, you know, MJ like jo- like John Paxson's going to be open, you know, for a 3. And lo and behold, they ran the play and Jordan found Paxson, he hit the shot, game over. And, you know, the fact that Jordan gave, you know, he gave the ball up in the last second, you know, and 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 let his teammate make the shot. And believe me, there were tons of times where Jordan maybe forced a, a game winner or, you know, had the ball in his hands for a game winning opportunity. But I just can't imagine LeBron James, after seeing him play in recent, you know, recent high pressure situations, recent finals, I, I just can't see him giving up the ball like that so willingly. That was one of, and that really kind of stuck out to me. And you might disagree. But that just that was one of the things that really stuck out to me in terms of like the difference. Yes, what you said is true about how they treated their teammates. You know, Jordan pushed them to the limit and you know, a lot of them didn't like him. You know, I think even one of the uh, Judd whatever his name was pretty much said, you know, he was an asshole. And you know, LeBron is obviously much more caring, etc. But that right there, that the willingness to give the ball up like that in such a high pressure situation, I just don't see a guy like LeBron doing that. I was, and I wasn't saying by any stretch of the imagination. I wasn't saying that Jordan was a bad teammate. Oh no, of course not. No, no, no. They just have really different styles. Yeah, absolutely. Being a teammate, um, but I would say, I would say this: like in LeBron's, you know, I know, I know it was a rebound, but in the twenty, what, twelve, thirteen finals, the one. Uh, I mean, Ray Allen hit the big shot against the Spurs. True. Um, you know, against the Warriors. Kyrie was the one hitting the big shot. And people use that to discredit LeBron and say he isn't clutch in, in big situations or, or doesn't want the ball. But, you know, you could say, you know, they had more advantageous matchups in that situation or just had the opportunity and they took the shot. And then you also have situations in LeBron's career where, I mean, if you think about what was it, I, I, I think the 2017, 18, I forget which one it was, that JR got the rebound and dri- dribbled the, the clock out. When they right, 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 right. Oh, of course. So, you know, it, it's kind of a, you know, LeBron – LeBron has given up the ball in, in big situations and sometimes it hasn't panned out, but he, he does do it. And I can't, I can't say that one of them was a, was a better teammate, um, you know, or gave the ball up more in, in clutch situations because they saw a better opportunity somewhere else. But I think I think both of them, you know, would just do anything to win. And if someone else had the open shot, I, I don't see either of them refusing to give the ball up just because they want to shoot. Yeah, you know that. I you know obviously what you know what I said. Bit of a hot take, but you know you you uh, you brought up some good points and you know some instances, but. 
I mean, and that, and that, and that's just the way that I feel. But you, what you just said before that kind of sums it up perfectly. You know, both these guys are just incredible. Were incredible talents. Well, one was an incredible talent, and the other still is. Um, you know, the best of their generation, game changers, and they both just want to win at all costs. And that I think is just the silver lining we have to find with this whole argument. Because you know, like I said before, there's never gonna be a right or wrong answer to this. You know, LeBron people are going to always think LeBron. Jordan people are going to always think Jordan. And who knows? Maybe in 20 years there's going to be another guy that comes down the road and has a, such an, you know, and has an incredibly illustrious career, and maybe we'll throw him into the mix, and it'll be LeBron, Jordan, or this guy. Who knows? I mean, maybe it'll be Giannis in, in however many years. You know, it, we don't know. So at, at the end of the day, we just ha- I think it's we just got to accept the fact that great players and they both just want to win and they're just the cream of the crop for their generation um but the and before we before we wrap it up here but the one thing one thing that you said that's that 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 i was going to say as well you know the media coverage for both of those these guys was actually it's kind of pretty much the same because we all know how much media lebron gets i mean he's literally he he's literally changed sports center into LeBron Center. You know, I've said that so many times before. Um, but Jordan got killed in the media on so many occasions over such little things. Um so that so that was really surprising how much they you know how much they picked on him and how much they really went after him for you know the for for the gambling thing, for possibly being involved in the death of his father, like all this stuff that just made no sense. So in terms of media coverage and media scrutiny, I, I guess that's where they kind of have some, some, some level ground, really. E you there? Uh oh. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I think we froze up. E, you there? Huh. Well, it appears our Zoom meeting, which is how we've been talking, uh, is frozen. So you can still hear me, but you cannot hear Ethan. Well, I guess... Hmm. Well, I guess we're just going to have to wrap it up here then, because that was, that was going to be our last point anyway. So... But before we wrap it up, I said it earlier on that we had an I, that we had an announcement. Um, so we haven't been recording recently. You know, we, we've 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 taken a bit of a hiatus here, but we are in the process of turning the sports forum into more than a podcast. We are in the process of creating uh, what is going to be known as the sports forum blog. Uh, we are going to turn. You know, we're going to take the sports forum and expand it and create it into a whole sports devoted website. Um, and you know, once it's out there, there, there's going to be links to all the podcast episodes. Um, and we're going to have articles by many different contributors, myself, Ethan, and a bunch of other people. We've, we've reached out to a ton of great people who are interested in, uh, in contributing. Um, for me, you know, I'm going to focus obviously more on the base on, on baseball and stuff like that. Um, and possibly basketball too, depending on the numbers. Uh, Ethan will obviously focus more on football cause you know, that's more of our strengths. 
And you know, we have a ton of other people that we've reached out to that are interested in contributing to various sports uh, to just bring you guys as much information um, from the sports world as we can. Um, that is our only goal with all of this, uh, to keep you informed and hopefully keep you entertained you know, during the podcast. And, and we want to turn this into you know, a full-time thing with articles and stuff. So you know, keep an eye on the Twitter uh, there will be updates there, and obviously when, when the website and, and the blog is actually out and, and published, we'll of course post it, and you guys can go check it out. Um, and obviously, you know, stay on the Twitter for, 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 for new episode updates. Uh, we'll hopefully have a new episode by next week. Uh, we have a little top 10 list for you guys, um, and, and possibly some other, some other sports headlines, depending on what's, 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 what's out there in the news. I mean, obviously there's some stuff now with, you know, the NHL is coming back. Um, and obviously the disputes going on with the MLB and the players union, but that's for the next episode. Um, but yes, the sports forum will in, in, hopefully in, in sooner rather than later, uh, it will be a full, full-time sports blog, uh, with articles, you know, links to the podcast, the whole nine yards. And we're also going to have like, a like, a I don't even know how you want to describe it. Just, just, just like, a like a reader kind of you know, question box sort of where you guys can ask us questions and, and, and give us your thoughts, give us your analysis, whatever you want to do. Um, and we'll, you know, we'll, we'll take those questions, you know, when, when we record the podcast. So that is the big announcement. That is the reason why um, we haven't been recording. You know, we've been working really hard on, 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 desi- on excuse me, on designing this website on, um, you know, reaching out to people and, you know, asking them if they're interested in, in contributing. And we've gotten such great responses and, you know, we got some really great talented people, you know, have a, who have a lot of great thoughts, uh, re- ready to share them for you guys. So, you know, we, hopefully when it all gets released, you guys really enjoy it. I'm really excited. And, 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 and I speak for Ethan when I say this, you know, we're really excited to get this out there and just see how this can grow. Um, and, you know, we always, you know, thank you. Thank everybody for, for, for their support and for listening, you know, we, we, we of course really appreciate it. Um, and we just hope to keep continuing to do this as long as we can. So that is going to wrap it up for this episode. Uh, I, I apologize for the technical difficulties. Um, Ethan is of course is, is frozen. So I'm not sure what happened there, but, um, you know, hope you, we hope you enjoyed your, our, our, uh, our, our thoughts on the last dance. Um, and yeah, so be on, so make sure, make, make sure you're following us on Twitter. Uh, it's at the sports forum and then the number one, that's at the sports forum and the number one, and make sure you're following me and Ethan on our own personal Twitters. Uh, mine is at M and then Murray three, six, seven, one. And then Ethan's is just at Ethan, uh, Looper. So, you know, follow us on Twitter. You know, we also have our, you know, we, we share our thoughts there as well, but of course get, Get us on Twitter, uh, you know, at the Sports Forum. You know, we'll have all the episode updates. And, of course, and then once we get the blog going, we'll let you know when that's out. And we'll, of course, tweet out updates when new articles go up, et cetera, et cetera. So thank you guys so much for all the support. And just be on the lookout for updates on that Twitter. So without, so on behalf of my co-host, Ethan Looper, I am Michael Murray, and this has been the Sports Forum.